Thanks for listening to the CISO Diaries podcast. We're Leah. And I'm Sia. And we started this podcast with the intent to give CISOs and cybersecurity professionals a place to be their authentic selves. These are the unedited stories told of how they got into cybersecurity, their real struggles that they persevered through, their personal anecdotes that make them tick, and the leadership advice based on their own experiences. And we want to especially spotlight those that are contributing and giving back to the community apart from their day jobs. This podcast is for everyone, especially if you're a leader or someone aspiring to leadership. Who knows? You may find yourself working with these awesome leaders. So join us on your favorite podcast player. And please don't forget to subscribe, follow, like, and comment and engage in the conversation. And now let's get to know our CISO on our latest diary entry. Oh, yeah. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to another entry in the CISO Diaries podcast. I'm Leah, and I'm here solo today while Sia, my co-host, is recovering from being sick. We wish her well, and she'll be back soon. Quick shout out to our sponsor, Cyber Future Foundation. They are a nonprofit think tank of doers and executive leaders focused on key cyber initiatives to make our world a safer and more trusted place. I am absolutely thrilled today to announce our guest, Lola Abamanti, and she is the Cybersecurity Training and Communications Leader and Business Ethics Officer at eBay. In July of this year, in Silicon Valley Business Journal, she was an honoree and award recipient for the 40 Under 40. And on Clubhouse, she's creator and host of Tech with Style and Bay Area Baddies Club with over a thousand followers. Lola, how are you doing this fine day? I'm doing great. Thank you so much, Aaliyah, for having me. So we met actually on a Clubhouse talk, talent ecosystem that was led by or is led by Mr. Viet and M. James and Chris Martin. And I just remember when um, you first had come on and, you know, I forget even how I met them, but great group of people. And you just had such amazing things to share on the work that you do in the industry, um, how you give back and contribute some really sound advice for those trying to get into cyber ideas on what companies can do as we want to see more people get in and more people hired. And keep it diverse as well. So I guess just start start us off, you know, how how did you get into cybersecurity and kind of what was your pathway? Yeah, so I got into cybersecurity kind of a long round um, way as most people do. Um, my undergrad degree is actually in journalism. After college, I started out as a technical business analyst and I was working a lot with engineers and developers, writing technical documents like user manuals and user guides. So I decided to go back to school and get a graduate degree in information science. And my specialization was uh, cybersecurity. So that's kind of where I was getting the academic background, going to all the classes, and then kind of seeing how cybersecurity and information security relates to um, business and strategic goals and objectives. Um, And while I was in grad school, I was working full time as well. So I kind of uh, was able to transition into a technology analyst role. Um, And then from there, I did a technology rotational program. Um, And one of the rotations was cybersecurity um, awareness (laughs) and communications. So that was really able to blend my skill set of journalism and information security knowledge. 
And now I'm currently at eBay and I'm doing security awareness and communications. Um, I get to work with the CISO and CIO a lot on different strategic initiatives. Um, And then I also get to work with the chief compliance officer because I was recently named a business ethics officer for the organization. So um, yeah, I, I really enjoy my role and it's really unique in that it's not just like technical, it's not just creative. You still need to have the executive presence to be able to relate to different levels of the organization and different executives, but also your peers as well. That's an incredible path. And I I like that you came from a journalist background. It's funny because I think sometimes people forget how skill sets can translate, even if it's not from an IT background. And, you know, journalism, it's almost that translates to open source intelligence almost, right? Which is mm-hmm. a big thing in cyber. So, you know, it seems you've done pretty well at eBay, right? And the work that you're doing is very important in all of the training and awareness and we, we've talked about this a little bit too on the Clubhouse talent chat, but being a female in cybersecurity and an African-American female, you have some pretty strong views and guidance that you've shared along the way as you've been mentoring in the, in the community. Did you experience challenges? I mean, when, as, as you looked at where, you know, you, you talk and mentor today and what you contribute to and give back, was it based on your own experiences or just because you've seen it with others or what was it a mix? You can dive in a little bit there. Um, yeah. So my recommendations, it's always based on my own personal experiences in the industry. Um, and also what I've seen um, with this, either former colleagues or current colleagues next year, will actually be 10 years that, you know, I've been working in the technology industry and, you know, some capacity. And for almost all of those 10 years, I'm almost always the only black woman on my team. Um, and currently at my company, I'm the only black woman on the information security team. So just like having to navigate through, you know, corporate America and in the tech industry, I've always had to make sure my perspectives and viewpoints are heard, um, making sure whenever I do propose ideas, I'm backing it up with data um, and other different data points to make sure that um, I can get buy-in from either executives or other team members. Yeah, so I definitely have gone through you know, certain challenges, microaggressions or um, different discrimination um, in the workplace, but I think all those experiences, it's made me a better uh, professional. And that's why I'm really able to um, mentor and help other individuals that are trying to either enter the industry or move and advance. You know, touching on that, though, when you mentioned being the only African-American on the team, are you the only female on the team, though? Or have you been at times the only female on the team? Um, no, I, I'm not the only woman um, currently on the information security team. There are a few women. I mean, it, it's still majority men, I would say like 95% male, but I'm almost always the only black woman on my team. So if you had to work with you know an organization, or maybe you're already doing it where you needed to help them to change that, right? To change the balance there and look at their diversity and inclusion or equity and inclusion inclusion initiatives, what are some things that you would say for organizations to look at doing, right? Because I think when 
hate to say it, but now everyone's throwing around DEI like it's just a buzzword. It's mm-hmm. not, though. It really is an initiative. There are really think concerted things behind what goes into making that a reality so that we change this balance, right? And that we don't have this in years to come, that we have more diverse talent in, in our on our teams and in, in the organization. But, you know, I think some people are still grasping, well, what exactly does it mean and how do we do that? Are there, you know, some suggestions that you would tell organizations to consider as they're doing this and just, you know, also based on what, what you've been doing as well? Yeah. I mean, it definitely does seem like it's a buzzword just with the whole racial climate and unrest that's been happening, I guess, really the last two to three years. Um, But D in um, in I is not just the position. Um, I really feel that like companies, especially technology companies, they need to have a clear roadmap to not only get um, I like to say historically excluded individuals because they're not we're not really minorities. You know, we're the global majority. Um, but I would say to get more historically excluded individuals into positions, but also creating a path of advancement to um, executive levels within the organization. If you do look at the majority of companies, they have a lot of historically excluded individuals at junior and lower levels and entry-level positions. But as you get up into middle management and then executive uh, management, you hardly see any um, of us in those ranks. Um, And you can even see it even on the board of directors. Um, Usually there's hardly any uh, historically excluded individuals um, represented on board of directors. Um, I actually just saw an article, um, I believe it was in the New York Times. They were saying that uh, private equity um, companies are really trying to get their startups and technology organizations to have more inclusive and diverse board of directors because um, it's just really appalling that a lot of Silicon Valley companies still don't have that representation. Yeah, no, you bring up a good point. I know there's been, I've talked to a few CISOs who have mentioned that they've been trying to even get on boards and that they want to see more of that representation. You know, being a female myself in the industry, you know, it's it's been you know, hard at times, right? Being in a room full of men. And I think the one thing that it it's, can be hard when and I've had this discussion with other females is we want to be our authentic selves as well. Because I mean, personally, I don't think that we should ever give up our authenticity just for a job or, or a team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's when you start to mold into the others and their expectations, but without being able to keep your integrity, ethics, and your authenticity, that's when we we lose ourselves, right? And that being said, too, again, as a female, you know, you know, breaking it down, but down to fashion or what we choose to wear, right? And mm-hmm. if we want to, you have your on Clubhouse, the Tequa style. Um, tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that, because, you know, I felt at times when not wear anything that's super revealing. I keep it professional, but, you know, Mm -hmm. a little more fun to a conference or something. Right. And I've had people come up and say, why are you wearing that dress and not a suit? Right. And I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. well, it's still professional. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. um, Think of the men who were in jeans and like a ripped, you know, t-shirt. So Mm -hmm. um, kind of what was your motivation or experience behind the Tequa style? Well, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I think it all goes back to the double standard of men and women in the workplace. Um, But originally, um, I started that club on Clubhouse um, because of a Wall Street Journal article that I was featured in. So me and two other um, ladies who are in the tech industry, we were contacted by a reporter to basically talk about 
um, how we are changing the narrative of women in the tech industry because we're all multifaceted. Um, one is a startup founder, um, but she's also a model. And the other one um, um, is also a startup founder, but she's a photographer as well. And then um, me, you know, sometimes I do model on the side. So I think that's where I was like, okay, let me start the club because it's not, I'm pretty sure it's not just the three of us, um, you know, women who are like this in the industry. Um, so yeah, the club is basically to um, network and connect with other like-minded individuals who are in the tech industry in whatever capacity, but also have various interests. So um, just basically showing that it's possible to not only be, you know, interested in computer science, but um, you can also be a musician, you can also be a photographer, um, and that doesn't take away from your intellect um, or how you should be perceived um, within the workplace. Um, so yeah, it's been pretty amazing. We've had um, some individuals actually get um, job offers from the connections that they've made on Clubhouse, um, and that's kind of really what it's all about and what I really um, like to see. That's amazing. And I love that. I, I mean, kudos that you did that. I, I love that you did that too, um, to really help others em, embrace, you know, and be able to be themselves. And, and it's, and just, I, what, what I love too, is you support other females. And I say that, and some people listening may think interesting, but so many times I've been part of all women conferences or groups where there's a lot of the rah, rah, rah and talk that we need to, but then there, some don't actually do that. Right. And it, I don't know if it comes down to insecurities, jealousy, cattiness, whatever, <laughs> but we got to support each other. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, it, it's, it's all about let's build each other up and just support because, you know, amazing individuals like you, um, so I want to touch on a few things. I had to write them down because it's, it's impressive, I think, but so we know you got your master's in um, information science, right? Um, you've worked for some time um, previously at the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, FDIC. Um, also, it, it was back, I think, four, five, six years ago or so. I'm probably off on my math, which is not my strong suit. But you <laughs> presented these research findings to um, Women in Cybersecurity Conference. Um, I mean, so much that you've you know, done it in, in your span of your career, which hasn't been all that long. Um, it, it's a lot of drive and motivation. Where, where does that come from? Is it, is it something, you know, growing up that was in you, your family? Um, yeah. Um, I guess I would say it's a combination of, um, nurture and nature. <laughs> um, so my, both of my parents are immigrants, um, and they've always instilled in us the importance of education and really having a strong worth ethic. So I've, um, kind of just always, you know, really enjoyed learning, um, and, you know, basically staying in school. Um, I pretty much was in school up until five years ago. So that was basically the majority of my life. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I just always like to meet new people, learn new things, um, experience new cultures. And um, I'm also a firm believer that you don't have to learn within the classroom as well. Um, so that's kind of, I guess, where a lot of my motivation comes from. Um, I just like to explore new things and, and learn all I can. No, that's, that's awesome. And you talked about, you know, the learning and um, just 
having gone through so much schooling, but you know, a lot of you also, wasn't it, you were, um, in broadcast or reporting for a while, journalism a little bit. Was it Cyber Crime Magazine? Am I getting that incorrect? Where where was it that you worked for a bit? <laughs> yeah, I, I did a few freelance projects um, yeah. for them. That was when I was living in the New York City uh, metro area. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they liked that I had a journalism background, but I also had the information security background as well. So I was able to talk about a lot of those concepts to the cybersecurity and business executives. Um, But yeah, that was a really great um, organization to um, work with and be a part of. Um, I was able to make a lot of connections um, and it kind of just like really um, solidified what I would like to do in my career within the information security industry. Um, And that's kind of also why, like, I really stress to people who say, oh, I want to get into cybersecurity. I want to get into information security. I'm like, okay, well, what exactly do you want to do? Like, do you even know the domain? Um, And that's why I also stress like soft skills. I know we talked about that in, you know, previous conversations um, on Clubhouse, but it's like really important because I think when people think of information security or cybersecurity, it's like, oh, it's a hacker. It's someone who's coding, which obviously we do have those, you know, roles. Um, but whenever you are talking, especially about CISO, since this is the CISO Diaries uh, podcast, um, you need to be able to interface with a lot of executives and translate how cybersecurity really relates to the business. Um, so, yeah, I I really just kind of <laughs> have really enjoyed um, the path so far, um, and I'm just really um, excited about what the future holds. No, and I can clearly see how all of the different type of skill sets you've, um, you know, kind of learned and have adopted along the way have really gotten to where you are now. And you're right, it's important. And I mean, because currently you work with a lot of executives too, don't you? Yes, yes, I do. So when looking at, you know, what's next for you or where your trajectory and where you want to keep going to, what is... um, do you, do you have that figured out or do you have an idea and what does that look like for you in the future? Um, I don't have, I don't really have a rigid career plan. I, I try not to do that because, um, you know, I like to keep myself open to opportunities and possibilities, but um, maybe down the road, probably in a formal business information security officer role, I mm-hmm. feel like that would just be a natural progression from uh, my current position. Um, and then do that. And then eventually maybe a deputy a CISO role or even a CISO role. So um, that's kind of like my long-term goals, um, but I'm always open to, you know, other possibilities. No, that that's awesome. And I, um, I have no doubt that you'll get there one day. And then, <laughs> Thank you. Um, if we're still around as a podcast, <laughs> we'd love to have you come back when you get there. Um, but you know, it, it's, it, it's a, you know, it's a job that can be grueling at times and a lot of work, right? And we put a lot of time into it, not just our jobs, right? But then the contributions to the community. And and again, I want to thank you for all that you do because you're instrumental, I think, to helping um, be part of, um, uh, you know, moving along initiatives and in areas that we really need to improve on, right? To to make it better for overall for everyone in cybersecurity. So thank you for that, number one. Um, but you know, and then we also always have to be learning, right. And evolving as we're in our roles. And, and there's a lot of work that gets put into that. Um, 
what do you do to, you know, not overwork or not get burnt out? What, you know, what are some things that you do to stay, you know, more level-headed when you can, if we, if any of us can take away how to do that and, you know, just find the downtime. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy solo traveling. Um, I mean, I haven't been able to do it as much obviously because of, um, you know, COVID-19 pandemic, but I really enjoy solo traveling. Uh, I do blog about my travel adventures and then I like creating content. Um, a lot of my nine to five job is creating content, but it's all technology engine of cybersecurity focus. So whenever um, I'm kind of in my downtime, I like creating content just for fun. (laughs) So whether it's travel or lifestyle um, or anything like that, um, that, that's kind of what I like to do. So um, scouting out locations, being a photographer, um, doing marketing, social media, I, I really like to do that stuff and it, it's pretty um, relaxing um, for me, I guess. And what you would call a de-stressor, if you will. That's, that's awesome. Travel. I love traveling. I miss it too. I think like if any of us who love it missed it last year, um, what are, what's one of your favorite places that you've been to so far? Oh, um, probably Cuba or Singapore. Um, and, and I actually have a few trips scheduled for later this year. So I'm excited to get back to it. (laughs) Oh, very fun. Very fun. Um, so Lola, you know, anything else that you want to share with us on, um, you know, anything new that you're working on or, um, any parting thoughts, I guess. (laughs) Um, I mean, I guess currently I'm devoting my time, um, to growing Tech with Style Club um, on Clubhouse. Um, we have 1,600 uh, members right now. Um, Did you say 1,600? Yeah, 1,600. That's <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. Very started, well done. Thank you. And we started in April. Um, yeah, wow. I believe April of this year. Um, but then I guess more on the professional side, um, next month is Cybersecurity Awareness Month. So just um, doing a lot of strategy um, and planning for that um, within um, the company. Um, and I'm always thinking of new um, innovative ways to make information security relevant um, and at the forefront of our employees' minds. That's awesome. I mean, just again, hearing you know all that you've done and... Um, you know, what you give back to. And, you know, I'm glad that you do take the time and, and find ways to, you know, de-stress, I guess, if you will. And in such cool ways too. Um, <laughs> I'm like, wow, it's just, I, I can't thank you enough for being here with us today. Um, if people want to reach out to you or join or follow you on clubhouse or become part of anything, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, um, if they're on Clubhouse, they can find me, Lola O, um, on LinkedIn. Um, it's my name, Lola Obermainty. Um, And then if they don't have either of those, they can always reach out to me via my website, lolaobermainty.com. Um, and I always um, will respond. And if I don't have the answer, I can connect you with um, an individual who does. That's Thank you for sharing that. I wouldn't be surprised if you get a lot of people uh, reaching out after this, because again, (laughs) we, um, we, we make it a point to have people on that are 
doing good things out there and leading. And, you know, I don't know if you're told this, but um, I, I saw it right away when I joined the, when I met you on the clubhouse talent ecosystem chat and um, you do, you, you had, you carried yourself in it, you know, without having seen you, right. Cause of clubhouse, that environment, mm-hmm. we just hear each other. But um, I said to myself, wow, that, that, that's a phenomenal leader. And I also, oh, wow. thank you now, because you know, there was majority men at the time. And then you came up and I'm like, wow, that, you know, I want to get to know her. She's, she sounds badass. So <laughs> thank you so wanna... much. Uh, yeah. That really means a lot, um, especially coming from you, um, an executive who's been in this industry and leading for so long. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, we we need more leaders, females especially, right? Going to be intrigued to see you continue on your journey and feel lucky that we cross paths. So Lola, thank you so much again for being here with us today. Really enjoyed chatting. Well, thank you so much, Leah, for having me on the CISO Diaries podcast. I really enjoyed our conversation. And with that, we wrap up another entry in the CISO Diaries podcast. Mm-hmm.